from Eastern Maine Sports, Mark Kalman. Mark, um, I, I just I had to ask one thing, and I, I have to ask it just for the simple reason that I know this will be the only week that I can get this answer. Who was at the top of the Eastern Maine Sports uh, high school picks pool? Somebody named Matty Botwell. That is correct. That is that is correct. This is actually happening. Really? We are into we are after week three now, and I am near the top. I'm usually down towards the bottom or like towards the upper end of the middle. And I've I this year I somehow I've gotten lucky in two of three weeks. A lot of times I'll start off well in week one, and then I totally just uh, kick the pooch in week two. But somehow I am ahead of Bob Beatham this week, and I'm very excited about that. Like I said, if I win this thing, I, I think I'm going to buy myself a championship belt. I think. Yeah, I'm, I believe you're 21 and nine, aren't you? Yeah, right. yeah. I had a, I had a rough week too, but but this week was was not too bad, and I feel very confident about my picks for this week. So we'll yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, the other one people got to look at when they're looking to see who's going to win. I feel a little bit like the Red Sox right now, who are just one, uh, who are just uh, just one win away against the Yankees and the Bronx from uh, from winning the AL East title. And the best part is that even though, okay, even though they're it's pretty much a foregone, uh, foregone conclusion that they've won the division, you guys will actually get to celebrate in Yankee Stadium this week. And I feel like no matter what happens in this year, this is going to be a huge highlight package for years moving forward. Oh, that's great! Yeah, and hopefully it's not like uh, was it last year when they got to celebrate, but it, but Kimball blew, blew the say. Obviously, it won't be because they have to win. You know, this year. Remember that last year? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Kimball blew the save, but they won because somebody else lost. But yeah, but this year they they have to win themselves. Boy, they won plenty of themselves, huh? Really did. They really did. Now I know you get to see Ed Sheeran on Friday night. I I knew a bunch of people that went to the thing on Saturday good one. And, and had a had a good time. Um, I believe you're at the Dexter game on Saturday. What were some of the things you saw uh, up this weekend and your crew saw this weekend? Anything surprise you, uh, Eastern uh, Midwest? Uh, a little. Uh, Class D North is not a foregone conclusion like I thought it was. Um, you know, I I thought Foxcroft would just roll through it. They still might. They still might win it. But I don't think the I don't think the Class D playoffs are going to be all blowouts like they were last year. Man, Alcock. They turned it over four times, and they still should have won that game on, on Friday night. They, they still should have, uh, I mean, they were right there. They were ahead at halftime. They were down by one with, you know, two minutes left, and, and they ended up losing by eight. But, um, you know, Matt and Alcock, you know, they play tough, and they're, they're a tough team. I mean, I think Boscroft has more talent on their, you know, key positions. That, but Matt and Alcock played them tough, and um, I expect Bucksport to play them tough, uh, tough this week also. That should be a good one, too. Yeah, there were some there were some tough ones uh, that I saw this week uh, that actually you know the, that were part of the picks this week that I was not I, I was struggling with with getting done you know so I you know, I, I looked at them this week uh, okay Wang I'll I'll have you do it Herman at MCI Herman's three and Foxcroft at Bucksport is three and three and Dexter at Madinacuk two and one two and one Bitterford at Falmouth two and one versus two and one. Kennebunk at Brunswick is three and zero versus two and one. Marshwood at Skowhegan three and zero two and one. Coney Lawrence two and zero one and two, but that's always a tough game. And then this one was really the toughest one, one of the tougher ones for me. Messalonsky at Hamden both at zero and three, and then Madomic Valley uh, or Old Town at Madomic Valley and Belfast at Oceanside. Those are the picks this week. It was I would not have picked Hamden. Yeah, you would pick Hamden. Yeah, I would see. I took uh, I took Messalonsky in that one. I just I I feel like it would be odd for. Hamden to to beat Mesolonsky no matter I, how I, I, I took Hamden yeah you took Hamden okay yeah. see I just 
to me, just going over the years, like I, I, I've seen Hamden 0-4 to start the year. It's rare that you see Mesolonsky yeah. at 0-4 to start the yep. year. So that's I did go with an inordinate number of road teams this week, which really concerns me. So we'll see what happens. We'll I see mean, what I, happens. I, I actually picked Bucksport, which um, who's home, but um, at the beginning of the year I couldn't see myself doing that. But just from what I heard about like you and Foxcroft go in there, as I said, they're very talented and, and take care of them and, and do it easily if they, if they play at the top of the game. But um, I, I just think, uh, and I, as, as you said, I did see um, that Dexter Bucksport game on, on Saturday, and uh, Bucksport was great in the first half. If they play like they did the second half, they're not going to beat Foxcroft or, or a few other teams. But the first half, they, they just played very well, and it seemed like they took the, the foot off the gas there in the second half, and Dexter had a chance at the end. Uh, um, you know, so But they, they didn't come through. Talking with Mark Callan from Eastern Maine Sports. You can find him on Facebook and on the Instagram. Hell, find him on the Twitter too. Um, what did you uh, What did you like from the Patriots game yesterday? And what did you did not? Uh, and what did you not like? My guess is the not likes are well ahead of the likes in that game. Oh, well, I like that he finally pulled out Roe. <laughs> That's something, right? That <laughs> yes. is a, that is a positive. Yeah, 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 you know, I, um, you know, I, I'm only going to hear a bit of the show this morning, but I'm sure you, I'm sure you talked. You know, not you know, a huge deal. This happens almost every year. But you know, there are you know I think a few more concerns than usual just because they're I just I just don't think I mean they're gonna be fine because they play in the AFC League and they and they have an you know kind of an easy schedule coming up I mean they should be all set this week against Detroit but but it's just it's just concerning that you know some of the things that, that they're I thought that defense would be bad I mean Jackson's a very good team I mean I, I actually picked Jackson to win that game so that wasn't a big surprise but it's just a just you think it's concerning. I know everybody's all worked up about their wide receivers, and I kind of agree, but they do have Edelman coming back, and they have, you know, Tom Brady usually can figure it out no matter who he has. So I'm not as concerned about that as I am about the secondary and the defense overall. Yeah, the defense overall was really, you know, that. And um, Belichick was just asked in his press conference, you know, uh, or his conference call, you know, why uh, he decided to go for the punt on fourth and one from the New England nine. He's like, there's still eight minutes to go in the game. I, To me, I, I thought at that point that was a perfect Patriot spot to jumpstart some life into your team, and he didn't do it. Yeah, oh, I agree with that, and I, I, I thought they would. I thought they'd go for it. Um, another play that was kind of odd is when they didn't even send a punt return it back. It's like, yeah. okay, okay, we'll just take the ball at the five just because. And, and I mean, any NFL punter can put that down there like they did, you know. <laughs> you know, and, and I, mean, I, I thought there was going to be a mad rush to the punter, you know, if they're going to do that, but they really didn't do that either, you know. So I don't know that was kind of confusing. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was funny, you know, when I, I look back at that game, um, you know, the, the Austin Severian Jenkins touchdown late in the first half, I thought that was caused directly by Chung's concussion. I, I thought, you know, it was just under 13 minutes left in the second quarter. He took that, that hit. And then um, he came out on the next play, and then Safarian Jenkins was able to get in there. I thought that was the biggest thing. You lost Flowers and Chung, and the guys behind them just didn't get anything done. And if you have Chung not out there, and we talked with Mike Dusso of Pats Propaganda about this earlier, um, Chung is a real key to that defense, especially calling out signals and everything else. And this isn't just about physical talent. You can replace people with physical talent, but when you're making the reads and you're reading things that are going on back there and you don't have Patrick Chung doing it, I mean, they made Blake Bortles look very good yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it was like uh, Nick Foles, huh? 
But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they and that touchdown you're talking about really obviously was huge. Cause last year they were losing fourteen to three to them, and they kind of everything changed, turned around late in the second quarter. But Jacksonville made sure that didn't happen. There, they kind of it worked out for Jacksonville, but I think their over aggressiveness could hurt them in games down the stretch. I mean, I know they're trying to make a point to be aggressive, but when you're throwing it there, they're they're kind of lucky. To, it worked out for them late in the game, don't you think? I mean, third, third, and third, uh, second down, and they're throwing it, you know, with with two and a half minutes left. And I mean, you don't want to give Brady another chance. You do that in the playoffs, that could cost you. So, but but obviously that was a great performance overall by Jacksonville. Great game plan. I, the, I think the I, I would like to see this team get back to it this week. I saw what San Francisco was able to do against the Detroit Lions this week. Detroit cannot stop the running game. Um, I mean, they really can't stop anything, but they really can't stop the running game. So I'd like a heavy dose of Sony Michelle next week with a little with a dash of Rex Burkhead mixed in. Not much of it. Um, give me more Sony Michelle, thanks. And then James White on passing down. I thought I think James White to me is this team's new Kevin Falk. He is completely dependable. He's reliable, and every time you get the ball to James White, usually something good happens. Yeah, he makes things happen. Uh, definitely, they'll, they'll find a way to get him the ball, and I. I mean, they shouldn't have much of a problem with Detroit. If they do, then there's, <laughs> there's more more concerns than, than, you know, what happened this week. But, um, yeah, they're pretty bad. I, don't know, I mean, obviously it's only two weeks, but what, Detroit, Buffalo, the two worst teams? Yeah. I mean, I don't think Detroit is one of the, I don't think they are the worst team. I think Buffalo's bad. Um, well, when you quit at halftime, when, when, you, players, when you have a player yeah. quit at yeah. halftime because he's like, you know what? I just I don't. enough of this. Thank I you. don't think. This is for me anymore. I mean, can you imagine? Just think of this for a second, okay? What do you mean you're not going back just, out? Just, just think what? of this for a second. You're a Bills fan, right? And let's say at halftime you're like, you know what? I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to go to Wegmans or whatever, right? And I'm going to go get something to eat. I'm going to go get some food for the second half. And you go, and, and maybe you're near the stadium, and you're at the stoplight, and you look over next to you, and there's and there's Vontae Davis in his in his just heading home, he's you know, in the third quarter. Hey, he's just like, Dude, I, I, I've never. Yeah. It was so yeah. surreal. It was just so. I can't surreal. imagine what the locker room felt like. What do you mean you're not going back out? No, I, yeah. my city's on. I've had enough. Yeah, yeah, that was that was taking beating the traffic to you in the stream, huh? Yeah, I think so. I honestly, <laughs> I think you're 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 top. If, if you're going top five, bottom five right now, I mean, you're you're bottom five in the National Football League. I think you could put the Lions in the bottom five, but you're looking at the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are terrible. Yeah, they've been outscored fifty-eight to six in the first two weeks. I think the Giants still suck. Like I know they've been competitive, but they didn't fourth, play anybody. fourth in inches against the Dallas Cowboys, and you have a number two uh, overall pick in your backfield, and you don't decide to go for it. Why? What are you even bothering for? Why? Why did you draft this guy if you don't trust him on fourth and inches? Like that yeah. blows me away. Yeah, and I, I happened to work overnight last night, so I, I actually listened to a lot of a lot of talk radio, and they really get all over that pick in New York. That that they, I mean, and they're kind of right. They probably should have took a quarterback if, if they weren't going to win now, you know, and and if they were going to go for huge. I mean, I think he's going to be great, but I mean, Eli Manning is not going to be around much longer, and they they, they probably should have got a got a quarterback for that pick. I would I would say so, but I don't know if they'd do anything right with him either. Like they. They continue to screw the po- pooch on the coaching thing ever since Coughlin left. Uh, Bob McAdoo was not the guy, or Ben McAdoo, or whatever his name. Yeah, is. McAdoo yeah. was really. It was. It was. It was. It was Ben McAdoo. 
Um, and then now Shermer, I don't, I, neither one of those guys instills anything in me. I, th- I think they need to go get a name coach at some point that's actually going to go through the organization and get things done. Cause you know, to me, Giants football is being able to I, get third and short and fourth and short. If you can't get that, you're not playing Giants football. I don't know what the hell you're doing. No. I didn't uh, think yeah. that. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to no, say. I, I, I was just saying the Giants, uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, that was their chance to, to get a good division win early in the year. And you're right, they had two chances and they, they kind of just looked. Is Solda hurt? Because the clips I saw, I mean, I watched some of it last night. He wasn't playing left tackle. It was somebody else. I, I didn't I didn't see Solder's name on the back of any jersey. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't hear that he was hurt, but anyway. Yeah, they looked mediocre, not even at best. Yeah, they uh, they, they did. And, uh, you know, so as you said, it's tough to judge in the NFL because things change, uh, you know, it's week-to-week league and it changes, you know, what we think this week might change next week. But there's a few things we know, as you said, Arizona, Buffalo, we know, and the Giants, I don't think they're going uphill anytime soon, too. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a lot of... Yeah, hey, I want uh, to know on the betting uh, line, when you uh, try to pick these, we pick our games, what do you do with a tie? I mean, you didn't win it. No, no, no. With the bet, those are those are just not anything. If you, so it wasn't really even no, a game. But if you have a yeah, but if you have a point spread, even if the game ends in a tie, all you do at that point oh, is you take your point, point spread. Point spread. Right. So if you're minus, you know, if it's twenty nine twenty nine, and you have the Packers minus three, you've lost. If you have the Minnesota Vikings plus three, you won by three because you have to add your points or subtract your points from the tie. So you could explain this to me every day of the week. I still wouldn't get it. You do. You don't. Plus means you're an underdog. Minus means you're a favorite. So no, if you're a favorite... Yeah, if the, if the Vikings were just, say, underdogs by three, then they cover. Right. And that would mean that their thing has a plus three to it, right? Yeah. Plus three means they're getting added. It's like it's like playing golf. What is your handicap, for example? So if your handicap is, is five strokes, you're going to take five strokes off your handicap for everything that you're doing, or right. it, however it goes. It's the same thing for the point spread. Okay, well, they're an 11-point dog. Okay, well, they scored 14 points but they lost 20 to 14. Well, you're still adding 11 points onto that 14 because they were deemed worthy of 11 points. That means they won, but didn't win the game. But there's a lot of teams out there that are like that. And if you follow those teams that are really close against the point spread, and then most of those teams usually make the playoffs the next year, the, the 93 Patriots were one that they went 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six against the spread, and they went 5-11 and 11 overall. The next year, they made the playoffs. San Francisco 49ers are very similar to that last year, too. There's actually a stretch where they're, I think they were like 3-1 and against the spread, but they were 0-4 on the year. And I think they're going to make the playoffs this year as well because I, I think the, national, the NFC looks atrocious this year. I don't know who's winning the Central. I don't know who's winning the, uh, I mean, the North. I don't know who's winning the South. I mean, I don't know who's winning anything. New Orleans didn't instill any confidence in me yesterday. No. You know, just barely hanging around with Cleveland. Uh, the Rams look great, but the Rams haven't really played anybody yet. So the uh, Cardinals are terrible. They're they're the Cardinals actually should just at this point go for whatever the number one overall pick is. Like they're they're just they're going to be that bad with Sam Bradford at quarterback. So how did a tank in football? Yeah, I don't know how long I don't know how long they're going to be able to to go with him. How at does quarterback. he keep? First of all, he was the last it. of the I don't get it. I don't huge, get it. I don't understand. The huge contracts. He was yeah. the last before they went with, mm-hmm. the, with the structure. And teams keep bringing him in. He's, what was his record? They had it in the paper. He's something like 
34 wins and uh, it's ridiculous. He is terrible. Is. He it's makes horrible. Todd Blackledge look like a like yeah, a no-brainer number one overall pick. So, really, though, has there been many teams that, what do you think, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, maybe everybody else really hasn't looked that great yet? You know, I was talking with, we were talking with Mike about that for past propaganda. It really is week six of the preseason. You know, yeah. Houston didn't look great. It hasn't looked great in the first two weeks. Um, Tennessee hasn't looked great in the first two weeks. You know, you can go through the, the playoff teams right now. Kansas City's offenses look great, but their defense is still bad. I mean, they coughed up 37 points yesterday to the, the Steelers, yeah. and they were if, – if the Steelers' defense had any sort of semblance of being able to stop the running game, they would have come back and won that game yesterday. All they needed to do was get the ball one time. Frankly, I was surprised that the Steelers didn't try to onside kick it on that last one because they would have had a better chance. Kansas City always fades, though. I, mm-hmm. I, they're the opposite of the Patriots in that regard. Yeah, and they look great early. They got a ton of offensive weapons on that team, but if they don't get their defense straightened out, they are they're not going to be doing much. Uh, the Raiders uh, led for oh. the entire game except for the last minute yesterday, which was a total cough up job. Um, I don't think Denver's any any great shakes. They're two and zero, but I don't think they're I don't think they're a team that I'm gonna I would be afraid of in the playoffs. I, Steelers, I'm not really afraid of. Dolphins, I don't know. I mean, Dolphins uh, beat the Titans in a game that Titans took 12 hours Jets. because Titans of the lightning. And then they beat the Jets, and the Jets never win after they win. You know, after they win a game, they never win the next week. They're the Jets. That's not what they do. So, you know, I don't I don't think you can get a read on anybody yet after week two. I think after four weeks, folks are 2-2, two 3-1, and 1-3, two, and 0-4. One, one and oh and You're going to kind of have a feel for everything. I think if the Patriots are 3-1, and one, which is a distinct possibility... You know, having Detroit on the on the on the schedule, and then Miami uh, the week after that. You know, if they're three and one, we should be feeling okay, and we can probably take a look at that Jacksonville loss later and say, you know what, that's something they can build off of. But if they go two and two, let's say they lose this week at Detroit, or they play, they win but they play poorly, so everybody consumes uh, assumes it's a loss, and then Miami comes up here and wallops them in, in week four, and you're sitting at two and two. I'm not going to feel real good about that. If they no. lose this week and they come out and, and wallop Miami to get two and two, I'm going to feel okay because they've been two and two. It's big, big couple of weeks here for the Patriots, and plus I want to see who they're going to be signing. Like, what, what? How is this roster roster movement happening? They're kind of like that guy in your in the fantasy league that's constantly picking guys up off the waiver wire, looking for somebody to hit. Yeah, and they. Uh, um, and I heard this uh, last night too. The sports betting line, uh, Patriots have a favorite to get Josh Gordon. Yeah, which I find odd. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess they need receiving help, but I, I just, I, yeah, I don't think, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think they're going to, I definitely know they're not going to get, I don't think they're going to get uh, Bryant, but uh, it seems like there's more more talk with uh, Gordon than there was. Have they officially released him yet, or is that? No, he today, odds are he's going to get traded today for some sort of conditional compensation. The rumor is that the Browns thought he was under the influence when he came to the team facility on Saturday and was injured. He states that's not the case, but, you know, that's that's how that is. His track record is and, not very and, good and, in that and he, got, he got injured in a photo shoot, which could happen. I mean, John Smoltz burned himself ironing his shirt while he wore it, okay? People do stupid things all the time. Yeah, Clay Buckles couldn't pitch because he was holding his kid. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was there's some sort Bob, of ridiculous. Bob Stanley didn't he cut his hand before the playoffs? Yeah, uh, with a with a weed whacker something. or something, or like yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of ridiculous crap that happens to guys all the time. Yeah, so. people actually. But I, you know, I, I do give the 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 Browns credit. They're finally like, nope, we're done. That's that's a wrap. So now you you trade him and you move on and you know the, see what happens. You think though. 
think they he's been tested so much and I think they I don't know how that works, you know, and that's the thing. I don't know how that goes. I'm not sure if that's a... Because obviously if he was, he's on his last straw, right? So he's going to be out anyway. So why don't they just wait till he, they kick him out? You know, I know, I, that, and that's my point. I, I think I think that's more of a, a, a track covering sort of, uh, that's what we were supposed to do sort of thing. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. I bet by the end of the day, Josh Gordon will have a home. I'm willing to bet it's the Dallas Cowboys. That's the type of guy they would take a uh, take a or take C- a flyer Cincinnati. on. Cincinnati. <laughs> no, I would. I, I don't think Cleveland would trade him in the division. I, oh, I, good point. Just because they're Cleveland, I, I feel very strongly he'll. I think Josh Gordon will be a Dallas Cowboy by the end of the day. So yeah, that, yeah, that seems. Well, compared to when they picked up Hardy, that's one of the you'd be a great guy compared to him. Yeah, well, you know, he wanted to go to Dallas or San Francisco, right? Those were his yeah, two yeah. So that would be the one on his wish list. Mark Callender from Eastern Maine Sports. Find him on Facebook. Find him online, easternmainsports.com. Mark, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank Take you. Take care, Mark.